it's beginning to look a lot like Fishmas, the most magical time of year when people get together with their families, nestle up and watch everyone's favorite aquatic animal movies. That's what I, that's the family tradition in my house. I grew up with that as well. So. I don't I don't know what everyone else does, but me and my family growing up, we'd all wake up on the 25th. We all gather around and watch Piranha 3D. <laughs> Who didn't? Who didn't? Must be a North Iowa thing. I think so. Yep. Yeah. For a very landlocked place, we're very into uh, piranha Aquatic movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but I may not get to celebrate with my family this year because of the pandemic, which is rough. But luckily, I get to celebrate Fishmas with my dear friend and booze aficionado. Uh, sure. Aficionado. Oh, okay. Okay, then we'll go with it. <laughs> Booze aficionado, Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Logan. Yeah, I'm Logan. I didn't introduce, introduce didn't. myself that time, but I'm struggling with the openings of Fish Mist, but we're finding it. The holidays are tough, man. It's stressful for everyone. It's a stressful time of year. On a, on a genuine note, I know we're being kind of meta right now, the holidays, Christmas always stresses me out. I get really stressed out. And my family's always cool. It's not. <laughs> That. It's just you. I do it to myself. I get freaked out. I get so certain I'm going to let everybody down because I always procrastinate on like the Christmas shopping. Who doesn't, though? I know. But I'm like, I'm. there are times I'm being like, all right, I got to get three people done tonight because Crimbus is tomorrow. Well, yeah, you've been in the stores. You see the panic look on the other people's faces yeah. and you're like, yeah. you know what you're doing. You know. I just, the thing is, I don't, I sometimes don't get my best ideas till the last minute. Some people I have figured out early, and I'll be like, oh, I know exactly when I want to get them. But a lot of times, it's not till I'm panicked that I'm like, I thought of the perfect idea. And then I crush it. When they when they open it, they're like, this is perfect. And I'm like, yeah, I thought of it two days ago. <laughs> it seems thoughtful. And it was, technically. It was in there. It, but just, it, it took the panic to, to bubble it out yeah, there. That's always been my thing, man. I don't know. I'm always... I, I say stick with it. I do some of my best work when I'm freaking the hell out. So... This one's going to be weirder, though, because, you know, because we're not going to do, like, holidays with the family and stuff. So now I'm wondering, like, I feel like I have to pre-freak out because I got to ship stuff to people. Right. You're going to have to. You know what I mean? I'd, yeah. I'd, I, I'd still wait till the last minute. But, like, my last minute has to be, like, a week earlier now at least. Yeah. And shipping's probably going to be nuts this year because everyone's shipping stuff. So keep that in mind. Yeah. That'll help help the panic a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got to do. I got to start just, conv- I got to start letting myself know, no, no, it's going to be hell. No one's getting anything till January. Logan, get it together. That's what I gotta do. Yep. That's what I gotta do. But I'll uh, I'll text you throughout too and kind of yeah, you know yeah. Like hey, did you get that shopping done? Just yet? be like hey, did you, oh man, your family's gonna be let down. <laughs> Talked to Luke the other day. He's uh really looking forward to He's that gift. Out. He's bummed out <laughs> by your inaction. <laughs> I do have the one gift worked out for everyone else in the world, and that's the gift of Fishmas. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. No matter how much you don't want it to. Or want it in general. Or want it in general. But you're gonna you're gonna get it. It's this is a it's a fish of the month club <laughs> that I'm sending to everybody just now. Um but yeah, 
we covered it. We explained it last time. Do I need to thoroughly explain it again? No, you drew pictures for me last time. Okay. And now I understand. But it's like we're doing Sharktoberfest, but it's not October anymore. And so we had to think of a different name. The end. Uh, so we're, But we're branching out from sharks. And this is our first non-shark movie. It is. We're finally, finally getting there. We're finally getting away from sharks. And But this is a movie we mentioned several times, or I mentioned several times, in Sharktoberfest, and that is Piranha 3D, the 2010, I'll say classic. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it all the time. It's always making top 10 lists for someone, probably. There's someone. There's some creeps. Someone owns this movie, <laughs> someone maybe. Own. Well, we'll get into that, too, about who does own this movie, because <laughs> we're wondering if there's a rights problem. <laughs> Put it in a second. Uh, well, so we're kind of following our weird, an accidental trend we started last week. Because last week we had two beers. We had like a little pre-game beer almost. Yep. And then we had the main beer. We talked about the movie. We're kind of doing the same thing this week. Yeah, I think we're, I want to keep going on that. It I kind like of it. is a fun trend of like, yeah. we'll do something kind of lighter and more of just a fun warm-up beer. In Sharktoberfest, even before we'd get to the... Oktoberfest beer sometime, we'd have some other beers first. We so warmed now, up, yeah. So now we're just making this a part of the show. Now our our bonus drinking is now <laughs> part of the show. And what we're trying to do, I'm trying to do, yes. is have fish. Yes, you are. With the beer. It's what makes you a great booze aficionado. Yeah. Fish is in the title. Exactly. What are we what are we drinking for this first segment of our exhausting show? <laughs> we're doing the Bells Two Hearted Ale. Why are we doing the Bell's Two Hearted Ale, Dustin? There's a big old trout on the There's front. There's a fucking fish on the can. That's why. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a trout. I made that up. May not be a trout. It might be a trout. I'm not sure. Should we Google what fish is on the Two Hearted Ale? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it yeah. up right now. I'm going to see if there's an answer to this riddle. Uh, Google. What fish is not in, but on... Okay, I didn't even start typing a T. The second one down is what fish is on two-hearted ale. So this is a hot question. Or my phone's really good at listening to me. Mm. Could be that. First one is what fish is on a rainbow roll, which I think might be salmon. Or no, they put salmon in Philly rolls. I'm not sure. I don't know. Should I look at that first? Yeah, yeah. Now, that, you, now that you've <laughs> brought the question up, I have to know. Let's uh, let's see what first is on <laughs> on a rainbow roll. Uh, rainbow roll is a type of <laughs> uramaki sushi roll filled with cucumber, avocado, and crab stick. It is prepared with multiple types of fish. Oh, Ooh. most commonly tuna, salmon, whitefish, yellowtail, snapper, and eel. Dude, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I've had rainbow. They are good. They are really good. I had. I was at a really nice sushi place a couple years ago uh, with an ex of mine in Chicago, and because we had like a oh my brother had got us a, a gift certificate. There's this thing called Let Us Entertain You. That is in larger cities, which is basically a gift card, but it's money you can spend at a variety of very like nice restaurants. That's fun. He's given it to me a couple times, and it rules because it lets me go to places I cannot afford. Right, you would never even look at because <laughs> we went because first he gave it to me when I was living there in college, and then I got to go to a place called Joe's Seafood, which Joe's Seafood sounds just kind of like a, a shack place. It's like one of the nicest like. Uh, steak and fish joints in town it's in the loop of chicago had the best steak i've ever had in my life at that oh. place and all they did some salt and pepper on it it was like the most 
straightforward. It was, that's where it's just like the meat is just like the perfect cut of meat. Oh yeah, it was it, probably dry aged or something fancy well, too. Who and knows? it's one of those. It's one of those places where you have a server. He's in a goddamn suit and he does not write anything down because he memorizes everything you say, because he makes more money than I ever will probably. <laughs> That's it's one of those it's so true and it's, it's one of those places like we we had a gift card I think it was for like seventy five or a hundred dollars I think that Luke gave us I think it was seventy five and we still had to like pay another hundred dollars oh yeah because it was like that nice of a place but I went to the sushi place and they had a roll that had uh cooked eel on top of it not in it but like they would put it on the very top of it fucking greatest sushi roll i've ever had in my life we ended up buying two because i had some of that money and i'm just like fuck it. i'm like i will i will take a hit i'm throwing down on i will go nuts this because i can house some sushi oh sushi sushi goes down easy it does it go down real easy a little too easy a little too easy especially when you're at a nice place yes (laughs) where the nice japanese beers i was drinking was 12 (laughs) dollars like no but that was like it was like a great meal with a woman i hate now but (laughs) At least half that memory is so good. At least half of it is just like, this restaurant rules. I will always have that meal, at least, for myself. <laughs> but Just redact her from your memories. Oh, uh, boy, wish I could. Um, <laughs> that was like the first breakup where I'm just like, man, sure wish Eternal Sunshine was real. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, that got real, but that's what fish is in a, uh, <laughs> a rainbow roll. It's kind of a dark movie, so we might as well... It, it, you know, it is. Might as well go there. Uh, what fish did you say is on? The- I said a trout. Dustin, you are correct. It is a trout. Fuck yes. Oh, because it looks like this is based on a Ernest Hemingway story, a two-part story called Big Two-Hearted River. Oh. And in that, it's and that river is made famous by trout. Well, it's fuck a very yeah. full, trout. Full, it was, and the the story came out in 1925. Huh. That's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. Huh? Learned a little something before we crack open the beer. That's not like us. No. <laughs> or being personal. This is a weird one. Anyway, crack it open. Have at it, Haas. I'll give it a little tap. Oh, there we go. I'll give it a little tappy too. That picked up nice. Bro, I've been like, Killing I'm it. not trying to like stunt on you or nothing, but like been opening them real nice lately you've been practicing it i don't care what you say i have been that's why i'm heavier than i'd like to be (laughs) here's my issue with the two hearted ale i really like the initial flavor i hate the back end the back end's very soapy to me yeah that's strange there's just a a, i catch a little something do you get that not about soapy but yeah i mean there's it's something that's not quite right mine gets a little soapiness on the back end which i don't i don't know if that's a does cilantro taste like soap to you? No. Tastes like soap to me. Uh, so there you maybe go. maybe my soap center is activated yeah, more. Yeah, could be something with the hops. Cuz I'm one of those people. It's kind it's, of a spice, you know what I mean, like dried. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but cuz I love I really like the initial flavor. When I first take a drink, I'm like, "Hell yeah." And then once it lingers on my tongue, I'm like, "Ah." ah. Then well, it kind of bugs me. Do we have any information on this? Let me see. The first words I saw on the side of the can, it just says, Puerto Rico, do not litter. So I don't know why there's a weird dig on Puerto Rico here. But it is 7% ABV. Oh, it says, I've never seen this on a can before. It says shelf life, six months. 
Yeah, so with IPAs especially, hops are going to drop off over time. Yeah, but I've never seen it just straight up say shelf life this no, long. Usually you'll get sometimes a Best Buy occasionally. Most of the time you'll see a canned buy. At Best Buy, they'll have beers that are only good for six months? Just for. It, well, it's are Best Buys even open? Not in this town. <laughs> Not in this town anymore. No, it's more of a recommended drink buy. You know? Okay, yeah. I've just, I've just never seen that. Um, it's got on the bottom of the can here, American IPA, a perfectly balanced American IPA brewed with 100% centennial hops and bursting with aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit. Is there anything more on this box here? You goddamn right there is. From Bell's Inspired Brewing, 100% family-owned and independent. That's right. I'm a strong, independent family. Proudly brewed in Michigan since 1985, we are dedicated to our mission to be, colon, independent, 100% family-owned, deeply rooted in our community, committed to the environment and brewers of inspired beer. Not sure you needed that colon, to be honest. Um, our journey began with a 15-gallon soup kettle, a quest for better beer, and countless batches of homebrew. That passion and personality continues today at our breweries and our pub, The Eccentric Cafe. Come see where we get our start and how we've grown. We offer free tours at both our Comstock and Kalamazoo locations. I love that name, by the way. Kalamazoo? Yeah. It's a good yeah, It's a, good it's town a fun name. name. Um, Bell's Brewery Incorporated, 8938 Crum Avenue, Comstock, Michigan, 49053. So send your letters. <laughs> yes, let them know. Let them know you you loved their appearance on uh, Fishmas from the makers of Sharktoberfest. Really confuse the fuck out of them. Yeah, make sure they sponsor us. I mean, I take it. I mean, I feel bad for kind of insulting their beer and saying it tasted soapy, but but listen, I'll sell out in an instant. I'll say it's my favorite beer of all time if they want to give me money. I don't care. I have no morals. They do make uh, Bell's Hop Slam. It's their double IPA. Mm. It's fucking delicious. Mm. I think I've had that. It's a green can. It's got a dude looking like he's getting smashed by a hop. Oh, like the name Hop Smash. Up. That makes slam. sense. Hop Slam. Whatever. Well, get it right. If you're going to get sponsored, fuck. F- sorry. I love Bells. They're my favorite brewer. You were just saying that. I was just saying it before we started recording. I said I love them. Wish my last name was Bells. Marry me. I mean, it's good, though. It works. Goes down. Goes down easy. Hey, we've had worse. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we really, yeah, th- no, this this goes nowhere near the bottom. As much as I have that that conflicting uh, uh, back-end flavor, uh, this th- this is nowhere near the, the the most painful ones we've had. So, because I, cause I, I'm fine. We are, I mean, full disclosure. You know, I like, I trust our listeners, and I like to, I value them. I like to give them a peek behind the curtain. We had one before we start recording, and that one went down easy. It did. It went real easy. Went down real easy, and then this one's going down nice. So we we always have to start with the pregame beer. It's a ritual. I think, we at this did point. as a another peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. When we during Sharktoberfest, there was an episode we tried to start recording without having a pregame beer, and it was a very bad start. I think we went for a solid five minutes before we looked at one another and we're like, we're like, this isn't working. We're like, what's wrong? And then we realized we haven't had a beer. We haven't just chatted a little bit. This We need to kind of warm up for this show a touch. Yeah. Can't come in cold. Yeah. 
which and you know we clearly hit the ground running because my intros for Fishmas are so tight. Oh, dude, they're so good. Like, damn, it's gonna be great when I have the the intro figured out by the last episode of Fishmas, and then we're gonna start a new fucking show after that. That's right. As a tease ahead, we got some other themes we're gonna do. This show's gonna become something else. What we don't fucking know, but <laughs> nope. But we're playing with movies and beers and whatevers. We have a general concept yeah. that we stick to-ish. This has been 20 minutes long already, by the way. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what else? Did you want to have, do you have stuff about Bells you want to say? Uh, not a lot. Okay. Uh, Steve Bell, that's his name, hence the that Bell. sounds made up, to be honest. Right? Oh, Bells, from founder Steve Bell. <laughs> it sounds like he just made that up. He probably fucking did. I don't know. Shit. Actually, it's Larry Bell. I totally fucked that up. <laughs> you Steve did just sounds it, like a good name. You did Steve Bell. He might have a brother. I don't know. It's Lawrence Bell. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they started in 85. Okay. Like when they first put out their first, it looks like an amber ale, Great Lakes Amber Ale. I think I've had that one. I Yeah, it sounds familiar to me. I don't know if I unless it's, it. Unless it's not still in existence. But th- the problem is there's a lot of beers now from that area that have like a Great Lakes thing to them. <laughs> yeah. So it may, I may just be lying, but I feel like I have. There's, I've a, also, there's I've a brewery lie. called Great Lakes. There is Great Lakes Brewing. I could be thinking yeah. of that. I've also been, I've done a lot of shows in Michigan. Oh, yeah. So you've probably definitely had. So that. there's a lot, a lot of smaller bars where, where I've had a lot of like local breweries. And so I, I, who fucking knows? But a lot of them have like well, lake, lake time, lake drink, lake booze, everything's because all the towns I've done these shows on to are right on the fucking coast of Lake Michigan. Pond water. I would drink a beer called Pond Water. I would too, actually. Fill me with your pond water. Uh, 86, their production reached 135 barrels. Ooh. And once again, a barrel is 31 gallons. Right. Yes. And that was all with a staff of himself and nine other people bottling, brewing, the whole works. Wow. And self-distributing. Self-made oh, okay. man. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you when you self-distribute, like you probably just have to start locally. You have to just start. Oh, yeah. Going, you're, just, you're literally in a van. You got Yeah, you got to just drive around, go to bars and and stores and be like, please? Right, you're begging. Please carry my beer? That's how a lot of them started out back in like it the is. mid-90s. Yeah. Like Sam Adams, Dogfish mm-hmm. Head, all those. It was pretty yeah. much wander around and be like, would you like some beer in your bar? Yeah. It, it, I remember like when I learned that, that when you have a product like that, you can just wander to places and be like, please carry my stuff. And that blew my mind because growing up and thinking of grocery stores, you're just like, I don't know, I guess it all just gets here. Right. You don't think about. <laughs> you don't realize that there are some things like, like reps and just the whole yeah. works and they bring people in. Yeah. Well, it's like when you first, when I was a kid, I remember like the first time seeing like at a grocery store or a gas station, someone from Pepsi or Coke and they would show up and like, oh, there's a, a guy like, Wait. from Pepsi who shows up and he's just like, here's your Pepsi. In my mind, I never put that together. I assume, like, I guess there's you just order what you're going to carry in your store. But, like, no, each of those products has a guy who shows up. Most, a lot of them, yeah. A lot of them do. I mean, yeah. if, if they're all owned by the same company, they'll bring, like, the Pepsi guy will bring, like, that and, you know, whatever other, Mountain Dew, whatever else is owned by them, yeah. you know. And you but, notice the chip aisle, too, there's always a rep filling chips. Yeah, um, but it's, like, each, each thing that's owned by a different company is all just some other guy showing up in a van being, like, I have your bags of chips you wanted. <laughs> Where do you want them? Where do you want your bags of chips? Like, and I remember like realizing that as a kid and being like, "Huh, it takes a bunch of different guys showing up in their vans <laughs> to make a store happen." And I was told not to get into vans. I was told not to. Yeah, which I'm now thinking is bullshit. 
Because apparently they have Pepsi and chips. <laughs> you hear that, kids? Get in the pants. It's full of Pepsi and chips. <laughs> so it looks like in January of 89, mm-hmm. they got their first distributor. No Ooh. more driving the van around. No more doing it. You don't need it. Fuck yeah. So are there specific just like beer distributors that they're not on the production side they're just on a like yeah um the they started it's called a three-tier system okay and it's put into place so no one could become a monopoly mm. which is totally fucked now because budweiser basically runs all those because they have so well, much business yeah. so it really doesn't work well it's the same thing of all companies being bought by disney like it happened in every industry it happens where it's yeah. like well it's built this way so no one has all the power except for someone can buy everyone right and so, like, in Mason City here, we have K-Brick Distributing, right? You've mm. probably seen that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, down little... I've seen, Dude, I've seen a lot of buildings. Yeah, well, this one says K-Brick on it. Yeah, it's... and I, I've probably seen that, but, like, I've seen a lot of buildings, though, in my life. I don't fully believe you, but let's move on. Okay. Hurtful. And then a little further down south, kind of Des Moines area, mm. they have Johnson Brothers. Mm. They're a huge outfit. Yeah. So that's why we in this town get totally fucked <laughs> As far as getting any good beer, because they get first pick on everything. Yeah, yeah. I think we've covered that before, actually, in the show. Oh, I'm sure. I'm still fired up. I know, of how fucked we get. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, it's it seems... I almost want to say... Well, it seems, and the whole thing, too, is it's like, so Budweiser can't just go and sell their beer to whoever they want. They have right. to go through a distributor, and no, that's yeah. the whole point, to try to keep it fair. It's to keep it fair. But then when you're that powerful of a company, no one's going to not work with you. Exactly. And they can kind of, like, push the weight around a little bit, too. Yeah. Like, sure. oh, you need to carry this much on this truck. Or yeah. we're not selling to you guys. So, yeah. again, it's kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck you, Budweiser. Yeah. But if you sponsor us, I will claim to love Budweiser a lot. Again, again, I'm a shill. Yeah. I'm you. a shill. I will. I'm like, this This could become a Bud Light podcast. I don't even like Bud Light, but if, if they want to give us money to do it, you'd do it. Don't act like you wouldn't. I'd have to shower after every episode. That's fine. All right. But you give shower in dollar bills, y'all. Do like dollar bills. You do like them, y'all. See, what else about bells? Anything else? Um, it looks like in 1990 they got a little bigger, two barrel system. Okay. So they're getting there, and then in '92 they moved up to a 15 barrel, getting Ooh. bigger. We should do this for all companies. Go through every expansion of barrels. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> I'll do whatever the fuck you want, man. <laughs> See, you're a shill. Come on. Now imagine Bud Weiser was saying that to you. Yeah, fine. I'll do it. Yeah. Fuck. See? Fuck. Get at us, Bud Weiser and or Bells and or Fat Hill in town. These are all the, <laughs> the companies we've begged a sponsorship from. So last little thing on Bells. Mm-hmm. In 2003 was their big, big expansion. Okay. 32 acre site. Ooh. So that's when that's when they kind of really popped that's off. That's when they became a beer farm. Yes. When you buy that many acres, walk around to the different buildings, check on the beer, make sure they're They do kind of have outside silos where they keep stuff, so it's like a farm. It's like a beer farm. Yeah, it is a beer farm. You got well, you got living animals, you gotta tend to the the fucking the what can I think of the word? Hops? Hop the hops of the green? No, the 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 yeast. Oh, true. They are alive. That's what I meant. Yeast is a living creature. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word right away. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It is a farm. It is a farm. You got to feed those. You got to keep them happy. You got to keep them alive because if they die, the beer don't happen. It's true. Most of the big breweries have a lab on site where they 
because the and the yeast too. An interesting thing I remember uh, if you like really break down beer to its like most basic level because it's the yeast eats the what do they eat they sugars eat, they eat the sugars and then what they expel becomes basically the beer. So you're drinking yeast poop and then they drown in their own poop. Yeah, they well they burp out CO two. Right. Well, that's what carbonates it. Yep. Kind of. Well, you force carb, but you can you can naturally carbonate a beer. Right. But they. But they they get that stuff out, but it's also like how they digest it and how they die, and yeah. it becomes the beer. So you, they create the alcohol. You drink a creature that drowns in its own feces. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Make you feel like a big man? Pretty comfortable with it. Cool. Believe it or me not. too. No, me too. Right? I don't care. I don't. They could be screaming, "Help me!" Oh, I still could, drink it. I could hear them. Yeah. Got you, when you, if you open it up when it cracks open, you just hear, help! <laughs> don't no! don't do it! Don't do it! Ah, get over here. Nom, nom, nom. Depends on the beer, especially. If it's a good one, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, little fella. Sorry, who's from Whoville. I'm, I'm slamming you down. Shut up, yous. Yeah, yeah. Horton drinks a who. What a weird show. <laughs> this? Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Anyway, <laughs> that was a really long fucking intro. Should we go? <laughs> Let's move along. Should we take our, our fake break where we pretend to watch the movie, but this time we d- we've we already watched the movie ahead of time? Oh, first, should we talk about the... Let's, yeah, okay. all right. Let's get this out of the way. Um, so we wanted to watch Piranha 3D, and we kind because we knew we wanted to do one of the Piranha movies, and then we're like, well, let's do Piranha 3D, because we talked about it in previous shows. It's the most recent... Well, not the most recent one, because they made a sequel to it. But they're like, let's, let's watch that. And so then um, we started looking for it, right? Oh, scoured, I would say. First, you Google it, and it says it's available on Amazon Prime. Says it's available on iTunes. When you click on those links, it then says this is unavailable. You can only watch a trailer on Amazon Prime. Once you click on the iTunes link, it just says I've never fucking heard of this in my life. So, oh, I checked, fucking Netflix, Hulu, HBO, right. Showtime. Well, I mean, I look because the original Piranha is on HBO Max. Yes. So we could have just done that, but we felt convicted. We I've, felt I've locked in. Already put in that much work of typing things. And typing's I'm hard. D- I'm not done. And so we we do that look at because you had texted me and said, Hey, I can't find anywhere we're gonna have to actually rent it. And in my mind I thought you meant rent on iTunes or Amazon. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We can spend a couple bucks. And then I looked at it, I'm like, oh no no, we'd have to go rent it. So you I went to a video store. Physically drove <laughs> To the video store. <laughs> when was the last time you did that? It has been probably close to a year since I've even been in. Wow, even just a year? Yeah. It's we've... been way longer for me since I've actually physically rented a DVD. Yeah. Fuck, it's been a long time. It probably, well, it's maybe been when I think when we since fucking college, to be honest. When we first moved in our new place, yeah. we didn't have cable or internet yet. Mm. So we went, you know, rented some movies. Right. But in Mason City, Iowa, where we live, there is a family video still that is staggeringly still open. It's I don't know how it stays open. Let me open. tell you how barren it looked when I is went Is it in. looking bad? It's, it's not gonna, it's not going for long. Okay. Well, especially now with the pandemic and everything and you said no one there was wearing masks, so I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it won't go well. But uh shout out to Family Video. Um but yeah, cuz it's one of the few like ju- and like just video. They don't do other stuff there. No, they have video games. They have video games, but like got I, a big porn section. Well, of course. That goes without saying. That's yeah. how you stay alive. But usually, like video stores, I see open that are still open. They have another thing, like a tanning thing. They always have to add something else because you have to pay the fucking bills. Because more and more people aren't renting videos, right? And plus, like, 
I know like you're not paying any more for the movies after that, but you're not making a lot on these. I mean, you're you're charging like two to three dollars a rental. Yeah, uh, that's gonna... the thing because because now you have to keep dropping your price to make people want to come in and rent DVDs. Because I I remember it used to be like the one in Osage that used to be open, which was um, it was it was like five movies for five days for five bucks, and it's like well that doesn't pay the bills. Like the... <laughs> yeah. how many movies do you think you're renting? Yeah. Uh, and like we used to do it in the summer, you know, we go with five bucks, you know, me and my brothers and it's like, well, oh, let's watch a bunch of movies in this week. But like, we wouldn't go every week, <laughs> you know, but so you actually went. So I physically walked in. Yes. Which was already uncomfortable. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta lose your legs and everything. I see no masks. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. Already a great start. Right. And then I thought about it and I'm like, fuck me. I'm running Piranha 3D. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I should look around for another movie. There was fucking nothing else there. The shelves were like bare. So I'm like, I have to fucking walk up here with Piranha 3D, which means when I make eye contact with this woman, she knows I came in for that, for that alone. I should have. And I was talking to my friend today, Tyler. I should have went and grabbed a porn because that would have been less embarrassing. Well, and honestly, we'll get into it. Prana 3D has got plenty of full frontal in it, so it's close. Yeah. You, this one well, just, it's a porno with more plot. So I do get up there and I lay it down and I'm just like, all right, don't look, don't look. <laughs> She's like, oh, Piranha. <laughs> Haven't heard of this one for a while. Ugh. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, it's it's a bad movie. I, I panicked. Right. I probably should have just been like, well, it's for my podcast, of course. I, I don't know if that would have made it better. It be wouldn't honest. have. We both know that. Because especially around here, there are still people who are just like, what's a podcast? They're still... <laughs> By the looks of this lady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, it's like radio, but you can listen whenever. It's like, oh, what channel? <laughs> Never mind. It's on the internet. Do you, have, do you have a smartphone? She holds up her flip phone. You're like, "Never." it's not for you. Let's, it's not for you. Let's move past this. Let's get past it. I'll see you Friday. <laughs> just I, kidding. I'm putting it in the Dropbox. When I bring back my favorite movie, Piranha 3D, I'll see you on Friday. And then we discussed, since there was no masks, how horrendous it would be if I got COVID. Yeah. And then I, I would have to explain to people, oh, I, I was at Family Video renting Piranha 3D. <laughs> yeah, when the contact tracer gets a hold of you. <laughs> to be like, what have you done? Well, really, I've taken it. I've been pretty safe. I've been pretty careful. Oh, except for that time I went to Family Video to rent my favorite film, Piranha 3D. <laughs> it'd be, I just think it'd be way better if he's like, oh, where were you? Family Video. What'd you rent? What does that matter? Huh? Just what'd you uh, rent? And then in his mind, he's like, "You're definitely rented porn." When yeah. really, you're just ashamed of the movie. <laughs> you're just ashamed of the, the the great horror comedy film you rented, starring Jerry O'Connell and Elizabeth Shue and Paul Shear. Everyone's favorite. Ah, I'm Scott. Oh man. Oh boy. Oh. So yeah. So uh, and then you watched it, and then you dropped it off. <laughs> At my house last night. The amount of work we put in to Piranha <laughs> this 3D. This is the most work we put in to watch the fucking movie. Mission of the Shark was on YouTube. <laughs> we watched it on Amazon Prime, but it's the whole thing's on YouTube too. Oh, Piranha 3D is not. I tried that no, as well. No, it's it's literally nowhere. Well, and that's why I mentioned the thing about uh, ownership of Piranha 3D. I'm wondering if there's some sort of rights issue or there something. There has to be something because you can find the other ones. Per, the the original Piranha from I want to say 1980 or something. Right. But the first one, or maybe a little earlier next. The first one is a Joe Dante movie. Yes, Gremlins. And, and, yeah, I think it's before he did Gremlins, and Gremlins was early 80s. 
Yeah. Because the second one, Piranha 2, is James Cameron's first movie, and that was before he did Terminator. And Terminator was 82, 81? Yeah, so you got to think these are probably late 70s. So these might right? be late 70s. This might be you know pushing like 78, 79 yeah. maybe, which would make sense because it's like not too far after Jaws because you know they, that's when – because there was a bunch of – one, there was a lot of like animal – movies in the 70s like frogs was one just a lot of like where nature was attacking in the 70s but especially after jaws everything was like well now what if wet nature was attacking (laughs) what what other things are in water besides sharks that's that's what you always see with the stew especially further back in the day it was like you see a hit and then everyone's trying to chase Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and it's like just don't (laughs) it's not gonna work yeah because people talk about like you know in the late 90s we had like Tombstone and Wider came out in the same year. Then, like, Armageddon and Deep Impact. That used to happen earlier, but it was, like, nine movies of the same fucking right. thing came out. Because you, you just crank out whatever that was close. Because it's kind of funny. There's some shark movies I've never heard of in the late 70s that were very clearly just, like, let's make a Jaws. People people run into Jaws. Let's do another one. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's the Asylum you know, theory. Yeah, of, it's always been around. Yeah, yeah. just Asylum made it. Like, that's the only thing yeah, we're going to do. Yeah, that's all we're doing. All we're going to do. Oh, you made Jaws? Well, we made Watch. Watch. <laughs> what the fuck is Watch? I don't know. They just try to only Transmorphers Transformers. Like, they just try to do Fair that. Enough. They don't even try to be clever about their weird working. They're just like, yeah, we stole this. Um, But uh, I forgot what we were just talking about, to be I, 100% honest. I did, too. Oh, the, oh th- so the original Piranha is on HBO Max. Piranha 2, I think you can... It's not streaming anywhere, but I think you can download it or you can rent it on uh, like Amazon Prime and YouTube, I think. I'm sure. Um, Piranha, the sequel to Piranha 3D, Piranha Double D, you know, because tits. Uh, Piranha Double D, that's available everywhere. That you can rent on Amazon and YouTube and a, a variety and iTunes, a variety of other things. That one you can find. Yeah. I think when you, when you can't rent a movie, you know there's a serious problem. Something's Something wrong. is going on. This is the one, the only of the and Piranha s- franchise well, that doesn't exist anywhere. Especially Piranha. There's really no reason to like safeguard this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, well, and that's why I really wondered if it was some sort of rights issue or something. Because when you click on the Amazon link here, it says this, this movie is not available in your region. Right. So I don't know if you can rent it in other countries, but you just can't rent it in America. That could be. Which is strange because it was made here and took place here. It's it was it was made by the Weinstein Company. Speaking of awesome people, the Weinsteins. But it was so it's like it was a fully produced in America and like the original one is based on I wonder if it's because the first two Piranha movies were Roger Corman productions and so I wonder if maybe something changed from that of having a different company produce a property of a different company maybe they didn't get the right permission they were supposed to and it took a while for the courts to maybe or, or if it's like some of those deals run out at a point and if it's a movie where they don't feel like fighting for it which i could see this being one right but they <laughs> really? maybe don't they wouldn't want to fight for it maybe i don't know the holiday classic that's now a holiday <laughs> classic for us anyway for us yeah <laughs> uh so i don't know that's a it's a mystery it's a mystery but for some reason piranha 3d you can only go down to your local dingy ass <laughs> video store that inexplicably still exists um and Fucking watch this movie. That's the that's the only way you can see it. 
Yeah, this will be the first one we can't recommend even if we wanted to. Like, That's the thing. Good I, luck. Because the last thing I would do is tell people to go to a video store because I don't want to. I don't want to say, yeah, go down. Go down to your local video store. That's probably not taking precautions. And <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Lick some DVDs. Yeah, rub around. Buy some Sour Patch Kids. You know, whatever. They used to sell mm. candy up front. I don't know if they still do. They have some. Some. I didn't want to touch it. I wouldn't. But anyway, uh, so that's the story behind us getting to watch Piranha 3D. We have since watched it. I watched it. Spoiler, worth it. <laughs> we'll get into that more. I, I, I we, have, we have a lot of thoughts on this movie. Uh, let's take our little break, and then we'll be right back to talk about not only Piranha 3D, but to talk about our other beer. Yes. Right? So if you thought this first segment was long... Wait till you hear the next one. Oh, fuck. Yep. Oh, my. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my. Oh, my. Excuse me, but is that a fucking piranha? Carl, it's not the only one. Yeah, yeah, here, look at this. There are thousands of them. Thousands. And they're pissed. You know, I've heard of this happening. It's like those baby alligators in New Jersey. Someone leaves them and then they breed. What? No. Release this fish into the lake. What are you talking about? This particular piranha vanished off the face of the earth more than two million years ago. Um, where's he going? Hey, Dustin. Logan. If fish looked like that, I would fuck fish. I would only fuck fish is a line that Jerry O'Connell says. I was just going to say. In Piranha 3D. <laughs> I am, it's, it's when they're, the naked ladies are swimming under the boat, right? Yes. I knew it. Yes, it is. Um, which time the naked lady is swimming? One of them. One. There's several. Of many. It's m- many. It's the most explicit full frontal part of the uh, nudity yes. in this film. I'm going to cut this part out, but like you can straight up see lips. Know what I mean? I didn't notice any. Bro, no. When they like turn on their side, like you can just see like vagina. <laughs> like it's, okay. But it, it is some of the most full frontal. Makes sense because it does have a sticker saying must be 18 to rent. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so not only did you have to go. Yeah, I had to rent a must 18 movie. Oh, that's so good. You almost, you should have had to walk through a beaded curtain to get Piranha 3D. I wish I would have. Was it next to the porn section? Like, just outside of no, it? No, I was just out in the middle there. So, <laughs> In the family section next to Up. The good news is, though, you can, the one thing is you cannot say I'm not committed to this no, podcast. No, no. Dude, that was when you were like, no, I'm going to go get it right now. I'm just like, fuck, this is a dedicated co-host right here, man. Because I, I even texted you. I'm just like, oh, we can just pivot to something else. We don't have to do that. That sounds awful. <laughs> to go look a human in the eye. <laughs> Rent a movie? I don't want to do that. I haven't done that in a decade, even before a pandemic. Listen, man, I'm all in, all right? You really are. But uh, yeah, so that line of dialogue I said there is kind of- Set the tone? It sets the tone, I think, for what Piranha 3D is. We're going to have a lot we're going to get into about it. Uh, I'm going to give- Should we just give like a general, just kind of face value review real quick, and then we'll introduce our new beer? Yeah. Okay, how did you feel? Just as a, as a, a, a short little blurb review of Piranha Three, how how did you feel about it? Uh, aesthetically, it looks good. Looks great. It's, it's a great looking movie. Storyline, pretty blah. They definitely uh, just phone that sucker right in. Well, 
here here's the thing with it because it's it's genuinely a lot of fun at times. I think there's a lot of fun in this movie, and part of that comes from that it it's intentionally being a schlocky horror movie. Even I watched some of the behind the scenes features, even, and both the director and the screenwriters were just like, we wanted to make an '80s 3D horror movie. That was their whole goal, and that does, uh, that helps it, the film. It really nails it in that regard. Right. I wish it was more funny because it's trying to be kind of a comedy horror, and the comedy doesn't work. When the horror really ramps up, it's so much fun. Oh, the it's, the kills are phenomenal. The kills are great. The gore is great. It's it's. We'll get into it as we get going, but like the 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 big, and I know I've mentioned it in other episodes, but like the big, like beach massacre that happens is so wildly fun. It's what you want ridic- in a good it's what you want. slasher type thing. I wish before that, before that, there's a little like, bleh, you know, it has fun. Uh, but once it, that section, like that good, like really the the second half of this movie is so fun, in my opinion. Yeah, kind of when the storyline stops. And, it's, and it's just, just more... like, hey, look, here the piranhas are here. <laughs> yeah. Then it, it kicks into a really fun gear. And I know you have to do that that first half, too, because it's the story stuff, it's the character introduction. And they were trying their best to like try to create, like, no, here are characters, here are their motivations, here's their plot. Once that gets thrown out of the window a little bit, this movie is great. Yeah, it, we could have done... I've never said this, but less development would have been fine in this movie. Weirdly, weirdly, this movie would have maybe done better if it almost had been, yeah, a little more surface level. I don't want to. I don't want it to be a parody because I think they actually rode the line really well of kind of playing in just like making a schlocky movie, but not trying to make it too jokey. It's it's hard. I don't quite know what would have fixed this movie. Yeah. Because like the maybe less characters for one thing, less characters might have helped. They introduce or, a lot of people that don't seem to matter a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. This thing, less characters I'm supposed to care about. Give me two. Give me two characters that I like yeah, and, and want to keep track then, of. Because then you could have a lot more fun kills along the way. Yeah, you could introduce people quick and kill them off quick. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, because I, I I was worried because I had brought this movie up in Sharktoberfest as kind of an example of good schlock. You were and, very concerned. Well, I, I was really. We talked about it before the movie was coming. I'm just like, I'm worried I'm going to have to eat my words entirely that I'm going to hate this fucking movie. Here's the thing. I actually kind of liked it more than when I saw it the first time. No, I didn't hate it by any means. Here, It's, here, it's dumb, but I knew yeah. that coming in. Well, and they made it intentionally to be dumb. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not trying to be a bad, bad movie. It's trying to be schlocky. And that's a, that's a hard thing to describe. They're trying to be over the top. It's trying to be ridiculous in its gore and some of its premise, but it's not trying to make you not buy into the movie. And that's that's where I think the, like you said it, it rides that very fine yeah, line. Yeah, it's that's where it kind of gets hard. Where it's like because once it gets silly, really the moment where I started being like, yes, is really when they introduce um, Christopher Lloyd's character. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But once they introduce him, because then all of the characters. Actually, all the actors in the movie seem to no longer be worried about doing good acting, because in that scene where Christopher Lloyd, he's just in full Doc Brown mode and being like, "Oh, oh this is this is a two million year old fish," and Adam Scott and Elizabeth Shue are just like, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" Like everyone is just suddenly at a weird heightened level, and no one's acting normally anymore, and that amps the energy up to a really fun level where no one's acting like a normal human anymore. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Does that make Especially sense? Especially Adam Scott. Adam Scott doesn't give a fuck in this movie. No, you and can it's, tell. It's really great where he's like, fuck, well, I don't know. 
I'm gonna go get this. Like he's he's so not an action hero, and I think he's almost playing that on purpose of being like I shouldn't be in this movie. No, he's so out of place from he's his other really, roles because he's great in like Party Down and Parks and Rec. Yes, and every other movie he's been in, toned down, sarcastic role. Yeah, and this they're trying to again make him somewhat actiony, which is not <laughs> is not his mode at all, and no. it it seems like he knows it. <laughs> he's aware. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It's. It's that hard. I would say generally, I think this is a fun movie. No, it is. It's not because you, you're going into it knowing right away. All right, this yeah. is Piranha 3D. 3D, and the whole thing, like all the interviews with the director and writers too that I watched, like the whole thing was just like, yeah, we wanted a movie that had a bunch of gore and tits in it, and like that was their whole goal. And like, guess what? Mission accomplished. Yes, you done did it. Um, but so we'll we'll get into we'll do a breakdown here in a second. First, let's introduce our main beer, and I'm. So thoroughly excited. I haven't had this in years. And the only time I would have had it was with you. Yeah, I, I cannot even remember. It would have been a long time. long time ago. Fuck, when would it have been? It probably would have been, I would guess, five to six years ago, for at, real. At least. Yeah, at least. At a it, minimum. Because it, it would have been before I moved to Chicago the second time. Yeah. So either between there or being back from Chicago when I was there in college. And I wouldn't have had them when I was like attempting college. <laughs> when you tried when, when i you, tried when you tested college for a second but i didn't, uh, I didn't like it that's fair it's not for everybody i kind of wish i hadn't spent all the money because i got a film degree and the most i'm doing with it is currently this podcast i could have done this without a degree didn't need to spend all the money i don't know i didn't bring need up to, some nice points didn't need to be 19k in debt well i will agree to disagree and that's with scholarships. That's what I ended up having to pay. It's more expensive than that. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So what are we drinking here? All right. We are going to drink. And I have brought up this festival in early episodes. And we brought up this brewery yes. in a previous episode. Yes. And we thoroughly enjoyed that. Yes, we did. So it is the Surly Darkness. Darkness. Which is their Russian Imperial Stout. Mm. Yes. That's all I have to say is mm. Mm. This, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because we did Surly, we did the variety pack for Sharks Giving, yep, which was winners across the board, basically. Yeah. And I'd kind of talked about Darkness Days, we had mentioned it. It's their big fest, they do, did, did. Do they still do it, or did they stop just because of the pandemic? No, it did actually it stop. End. They, they tried to move it to Wisconsin, just didn't, didn't, didn't quite catch work on. Out. There, there, there's some weird laws in Minnesota that are kind of fucking them up. Oh, really? Yeah, because they had it at their old, old brewery. Because they're out of Minnesota, yes? Yeah. So they're in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Their okay. old brewery is yeah. the original, and they used to have it there. And there's this whole line of businesses. It's like a, a business district, you know? Okay. And I just feel like they were getting so pissed off because a lot of people show up. So basically, that Friday, I'm pretty sure every business had to shut down just because there's no way they could get any work done. Oh, but like not like restaurants and stuff, but no, other businesses. But just businesses, you know. Oh, that'll piss them off. Because hey, because if it's restaurants, then that's gonna no, crush no, it's, for it's you. Nothing where anyone can make any money off of. Oh, uh, it's like a roofing contract. Mm. I don't think people are like, can I get an estimate? So if all of those companies like complain to their aldermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There may have been some law passed where it kind of dicked them. That sucks. It does. That it's sucks. fun. It was fun. Well, it's too bad because they, if they had done it in an area that was like all restaurants and other bars. Those places are going to clean up, right? Because even once they buy their specialty surly, but whatever, the then thing they're going to go it's in. Like basically a bunch of people camping. True. So that's an issue. Yeah. Hmm. So that's rough. Maybe someday they'll bring it back. I hope. Maybe because it's fun. 
That is fun. Just a big beer nerd drinkathon. Because you've gone to these and like to get the the darkness, you have to like wait in line and like yeah, it used to like be, going to a midnight showing. It used to be a little more like, intense, just harder to get. Now right. they, now they distribute everywhere, so it's not such a big oh, okay. deal. But it, it was well, just then. it was more of an experience than it was the beer. Right. Yeah. You know, is that the only place they sell it? Is in the festivals? Do they sell it in stores at all? Yeah, they distribute now. Oh, they do now. Okay. Yep, yep. So you can find it. And they started doing it a few years after, like two or three years ago, they started distributing. So before they didn't. So it was kind of cool. You were, oh, you were okay. kind of exclusive. That's and- what that, the first time we tried it was definitely before they ever distributed it. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was yeah. the only place you could get it was that festival. Yep. Okay. Because this isn't just a regular darkness. You didn't just get this yesterday. No. When no, did you get this? This is a 2012. This for 12, This is an eight-year-old Surly darkness. Yes. And you said these get better with age. I have found at least five years seems yeah. to be the premium time. So I'm okay. curious to see how it is. But Okay. Go ahead and I'm going to let you open that up in the mic there. Oh, Still carved. That's that good. sounded good. That's nice and carved. Yeah. It would suck if it was flat. <laughs> we Thud. did all that building. Which were... Oh, fuck. Ugh. All right. You ready to see this? Yeah. Silky beautifulness. Yeah. So it's a big old bottle. We're going to pour it in a. Oh, that pours nice. That pours nice. That looks really good. Oh, I can smell it like the chocolate. Can you really? I can't, yes. I can't hear yet. Wow, I can't believe that's picking up on the audio. Gonna even them out. There you go. Even them out. It's Fishmas. It's a time of equality. It's a time of acceptance. It's a time of love, time of family. That looks great. Oh, yeah, yeah, give me the bottle so I can read it. I noticed you took the one that was slightly higher. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, let me quick read this. Darkening Moon. Uh, well, and what's interesting, too, is so you said um, each each Every, year they do a different artist yes, on the front. Yep, they have people uh, submit drawings, and they select the one they like the best, so they feature that artist. So that's why this one here says Brent 2012, because the artist is named Brent, as I'll get into here. Uh so the Surly Brewing Co. Darkening Moon. In 2012, the full moon rises over our annual Darkness Day celebration. The night may be less dark, but our beer isn't. This massive Russian imperial stout won't grow hair on your chest or face or give you claws, but it will certainly give your taste buds a ride with waves of chocolate, cherry, raisin, coffee, and toffee flavors. I appreciate it when something I consume lets me know it won't turn me into a werewolf. That, it's a good start, I think. I wish more foods did that. I wish when I buy, like, when I'm looking at butter, and it's just like, I can't believe you're not a werewolf. <laughs> I feel your hesitations there, yes. <laughs> the flavor of this beast is best enjoyed in a tulip glass. Oh, I didn't. we didn't do tulip glasses. I don't so think you have gonna... one. I don't think I do, actually. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I suck. I'm, okay, a piece, I'm a piece of shit. Sounds like I know what to get you for fish, miss. Hey. The flavor of this beast is best enjoyed in a tulip glass to capture the complex aromas and flavors. Each year, we celebrate a different artist to create a darkness-inspired monstrosity. This year's unique snarling beast is by local artist Brent Schoonover. Uh, Brent, good job on the 2012 cover. Isn't it cool? I like it. It is actually really good. And it's this yeah. kind of sleek, uh, hot werewolf. Um, he's got like a, He's got a chalice of blood. He's about to drink. Um, he's got abs on him. He's fuckable. He's ripped. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, do we got any beer facts here? Broom bottle. Um, it gives their address too. Forty-eight eleven. 
uh, Ducharme Drive, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55429. Um, oh, they even put Brent's website on there, brentshunover.com. That's the, that's a really good job that they're really helping out the uh, the artists That there. is kind of nice of that. Yeah, that's like cool. That a lot. That's cool of them. Uh, one pint, 9.4 fluid ounces, 750 milliliters. Doesn't have the like booze facts on it that I normally like to read. The ABVs and the the what have yous. Are you going to their website? You have to scroll through like all their flavors. No, I'm going on the tab. Oh, you have a beer website you go to to check that stuff? So we're at 9.9% ABV. Okay, so not like crazy strong. Not really, no. I've uh, Usually Russian Imperials are a little higher than that. But Shall we? Yes. You're wearing glasses. Let's give it a little clink. Come on. Wow, that's got a lot of flavor going on. Towards the end, I get the cherries really hard. In the yeah, head. I taste that. I taste cherries. You taste you taste the chocolate through and through the whole yep. time. I get that cherry towards the end. I can taste a little bit of raisin too. That's the very raisins. end. Yeah, I taste a little bit of that too. It's so smooth. Yeah, it's like creamy almost. But and for nine point nine percent, I don't taste. It's not hot. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> at all. That is, it's just, it's flavorful. You just get flavor the oh, whole so time. Much. You have to really almost think about it when you drink it, which is fun for me anyway. And there really are just layers of flavors in this beer. That's the thing when I like work it around my mouth, I'm like, I'm tasting other things. Yeah. There really is a start, middle, and a finish on this one. Yeah, big wow. time. And the aroma is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, I was excited to bring this. <laughs> that one. is, that is very good. The old darknesses are real nice. Well, and I remember having it before, but like I couldn't really remember it. But like this right now is like making an impression. It's it really it sits on your tongue too. Yeah, I'm like really it just the cherry and the chocolate and everything is just really sitting on my tongue. That's really good. Well, hey, Mary Fishmas, my friend. Oh, thank you, my friend. Yes, and. It's really good, and thank God we paired it with a really good movie. We nailed it. <laughs> that silence was me just really working it around in my mouth because it's really fun to just let it sit in your mouth. Wow. And actually, this is like the perfect temperature. We put it in the fridge, but it's not too cold. No, this this is like perfect. It is. It's like it's just ch- it's chilled, but it's still like close to room temp, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I've I've done many experiments with these because you get yeah. six per festival. So oh, we've, okay. we've tried, you know, and usually me and a friend would go. Mm-hmm. So we tried many different temperatures and we found that just slightly chilled is like perfect. Because mm. we tried one just warm. It's not quite right. You got to have a slight chill in no, there. No, I could see that. Yeah. Fuck me. That's tasty. Yeah. That's really fucking good. Oh, no, and I love, Shit. I love Russian Imperial Stouts. Mm. They're so good. There's so much flavor. There's There's so much malt. And hops that go into those yeah. beers. So you really get to develop some flavor. In I'm those licking beers. my teeth. I just ran my tongue across my teeth to make sure I get all of it. So you're saying this is teeth licking good? It's teeth licking good. My teeth aren't crunchy, but they're silky. Yeah. It's a great sipper, too. Like, this will last yes. us the rest of the episode. Yeah, probably. Probably. That is. Well, and I'm going to have to cut out every time we take a sip because we're just going to savor it because that is so fucking good. This, this is. Probably the best beer we've had on the show oh, I'm at all. I'm going to say yes. Because I know we had those those Sharktoberfest ones we really loved, but this is this is kind of next level. 
this is like give you diabetes good. Like oh, this I- is really, <laughs> this is really, it's just so fucking flavorful. This is Wilford Brim- Brimley. Wilford Brimley, <laughs> Wilford good? Brimley, R.I.P. He died this year. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. That's okay. He was old, had diabetes, had a great career. He was a good actor. You know, people don't give him enough credit because everyone just remembers him for the diabetes commercials. Right. I watch the thing because I watch the thing every year. It's it, it's either my Halloween movie or a first big snow movie. And this year, the weekend before Halloween was the first like snow we had here. So I was like, Jess, we got to watch the thing. We saw it in a show recently. They show clips of it. And I think Megan's a little interested in like, you got to watch it. This is. It's one of the best monster movies. It's so good out there. Well, and I, I love we've. I think I've talked before, but like I love movies like that where it's people stuck in a place getting picked off one by one. Yeah, yeah. You've, it's why you've I love. It's the, why I love Deep Blue Sea. You mentioned that formula. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're a big fan. That that formula, I'm kind of a sucker for because I, I think it's just because it's the most straightforward of like stakes movies, of just like here's people they're gonna die one by one. It's like it's kind of it's a very straightforward premise. Yeah. And you whatever don't have to think about it too much, um, yeah, and kind of you can kind of put whatever you want into that structure, right? You know, and it's it, horror is so good in that structure because you can either do a slasher, you can do a monster, you can do kind of anything you want in that structure. Of like here's people in a place, you're gonna lose them one by one. But that movie is so good. I mean, it's also like Jurassic Park is that too. You know what I mean? That's not really like a horror horror movie. Yeah, but I mean same same basic idea though. Something same formula, that's picking yeah. people off as it goes and like. That just Santa Jaws, <laughs> you know, all the greats, all the great all, movies yes. fit in that formula. But the the thing is so good, and I, I watched it again recently. I'm like, Wilford Brimley's fucking good in this, <laughs> playing this like hard to read character who might be insane. He might also be the most sane person there the whole time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he rides that line really well in a movie that isn't super complicated in its depth. And every other character is a little more kind of, you know, uh, um, um, archetype kind of. They fill their certain role and then... He's just kind of... Yeah, and then yeah, Blair yeah. is kind of all over the place. I just looked over there. I have the Thing board game. That's nice. It's a great fucking board game. We should. You, have to, you need a group together to play it. I have the Thing, and it's sitting on top of the Jaws board game. If you look over there on my shelf. <laughs> they're both good games and they're both amazing movies. So there it is. Anyway, uh, Dustin, we're an hour in it. We haven't fucking talked about Piranha 3D yet. Is this going to be our first two-parter? <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, all right. Let's dig in to Piranha 3D and see how long this fucking takes us to get into because I have a lot of notes in this movie. Uh, so Piranha 3D from 2010, directed by Alexander Aja or Aya. I'm not sure if it's A- AJA, but he... Is it I uh, just want to see some tits? <laughs> That is very good. Uh, but he directed his first big movie that came out. If you remember this, this was around the same time when like Saw was, but that movie High Tension. Yes. That French it's horror Australia- movie. Oh, okay. French. French. But yes, the short-haired blonde guy. I think it's French. Yeah, the short-haired blonde guy, which in the bullshit twist ending where it turns out yeah. her and the killer chasing her are the same person. That, yes. Sorry to spoil it. I actually haven't seen the movie, but I just know it's a twist. And oh. there was a lot of that in that time because I was like that movie Identity where it turns out they're all in one person's With head. With John Cusack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a fun movie, but like that twist is like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, he directed. I, wasn't High Tension... There was a French original, and then they did a remake. Is that the one you're talking about? 
no, the the one with the short blonde, short hair blonde chick. Was it in English language? Maybe yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, it might. Have, it was a French production, though. Oh, okay. Because the original. Maybe that's Because the then. original title was Hot Tension. Okay. So it 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 was a French movie, but it it, it got no, him noticed over here, and then he did the uh, the Hills Have Eyes reboot. Yep. He directed that. Um, and then I didn't hate that movie, by the way. Never saw it, so no comment. Um, and then he did a movie called P, or he wrote a movie called P Two, which was like Parking Level Two, is what it's. I've like. seen that. I think. Which I believe was a French production. Also, um, a movie called Mirrors. I've never heard of, but it had Kiefer Sutherland in it. Kiefer Sutherland, Paula Patton, and Amy Smart. So there's a, a nope, a late two thousands B movie super team. If I've ever heard one. Um, and then he did Piranha 3D. After that, he did he wrote the the Elijah Wood Maniac reboot. That oh, they the did. reboot, yeah, yeah. Um, I never saw it. I heard, like, I heard the original was better. I heard the original was better, but I heard the new one was interesting because it was all done like it was like done first person. It's all in, oh okay. He like only sees himself in mirrors and shit, but it's all done like first person point of view. Yeah, that became a thing too for a while. Well, because that was kind of the tail end of uh, found footage horror movies, where it's like sure. for some reason you wanted to be like, I want to be in the shoes of the person doing it. Um, and then he did Horns. He directed Horns that, that was Daniel the, Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe with yep. the with the horns. That, that shit was bizarre. I don't was know it? if you saw it. Was it was strange? It was based on a book. I know. Okay. Um, and then he. Directed a movie called The Ninth Life of Louis Drax, which was a familiar sounding title, but I could not tell you fucking at all. I got nothing. What that was from 2016. And then he actually directed a movie that I've heard is really good that came out last year that I want to watch, uh, but Crawl, that alligator movie. It's not bad. I've heard it's actually really no, fun. No, it is. It's fun. So I want to check that Especially one out. Especially in that, that theme of a movie, you know. Yeah. As long as you keep your mind frame there, you're like, yeah, okay. But I've heard from multiple people that that's yes. actually a fun movie. Uh, Bill really- Pepper. Barry Pepper. Barry. Fuck, I'm bad at names today. <laughs> Steve, Larry, Steve, yeah. Bill, Barry. Yeah. It's you're just, the airy names. I can't get them. Well, and you're just making up uh, kind of vague names. Just like, yeah, it's Steve and Bill. Yeah, I am too. But uh, So that was his most recent one. I heard that was a, a fun one, but I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. But he directed that one. No, it is. It's pretty good. Some, of the, some, of, the, good some of the gators get a little, meh, you know. The CG-wise? Yes. Yeah. But other than that, they're, it's, it's good. But uh, this movie... Is a, so it's it's a both a reboot, but I think it like the it sounds like because it's I was thinking this too. I was like okay because I was I was trying to explain it to my friend Tyler and I'm like yeah. I, I was like well I think it's a reboot, but I think it's also kind of a sequel. It's a reboot, but I think why they called it Piranha 3D because it is the third Piranha movie. Yeah, it's the third in that franchise, but it is meant to be a reboot. Well, and what's tricky too is so it's called Piranha 3D. But then, if you notice in like the main title card, it's just called Piranha, and then on the DVD, it's called just Piranha because they had to do that in the DVD prints because they had to differentiate between the 3D conversions that you could play on a 3D TV and the regular DVDs that you couldn't. Right. So they had to just on some of the DVDs, they had to just call it "It's Just Piranha," which was fine because the movie Piranha wasn't being sought after at all. Maybe that's the issue too. But it, it might be. I don't know. Because when it was released yeah. in theaters, it was called Piranha 3D. But once it went to home video, some of the formats, they had to drop the 3D. So that yeah. could have been there, there, fucked up the, the there, rights or yeah, something. Yeah, there could be a lawsuit going on right now. That that kind of makes sense. Either that or just a, a confusion with the with the filing of it. Yeah, that's Like the whole reason why, um, so Night of the Living Dead, the original George Romero movie, that's yeah. in the public domain now. 
and it shouldn't be. The only reason it is in the public domain is because they fucked up filing a certain piece of paperwork. Oh, my God. So the company that owned it didn't renew it properly, so in the public domain. So you can do anything you want with Night of the Living Dead, the original one. That's wild. You can remake it if you want. Right now, on your own, with your phone. You can remake Night of the Living Dead. You can use that title. You can use the characters from it because it's public domain because the production company that owned the rights to that movie just fucked up their filing. So literally rights to movies can get screwed up just by a by botching paperwork. That is wild. <laughs> like, but so that's that's like a really famous case of like copyright getting fucked up. <laughs> oh, sorry. That long pause was me taking one sip. Fuck me. That's so good. Um yeah, he tastes a lot of cherry. I know, yeah, I noticed in this one. Mm. I've never noticed this much cherry, and I, I had one where I noticed a lot of blueberry, which is kind of weird. I think part of it, too, is because I feel like the last time I had it, it, it felt more carbonated. It's probably lost, like, a touch, maybe, but, it, like, the right amount. Well, again, I think it's the, really the, like smooth. I said, I think the age yeah. makes a huge difference. So, And, and when you had it, it would have been a younger one because it would have been, yeah. I wouldn't have had it that long. Yeah, a barely legal one. Yeah. Not, not proud of myself. All right, fucking Piranha, Piranha 3D. But here's the weird thing too: is this franchise has weirdly really helped people's careers because the first one was by Joe Dante, and then he went on to do Gremlins and Gremlin 2's the new batch, which is a, a piece of kind of amazing art. <laughs> I do like all the Gremlins I, and their different characters. Well, and, and I love with that movie too. He just straight up said, "I want to make this one fucking batshit." Like that was his whole thing. He's like, "I want to do all these oh, different type of Gremlins. I want to make it a they cartoon." They just go off the rails. Well, because he, he said too, he wanted his main influence on it to be. I believe he said he wanted his main influence to be Chuck Jones, the animator. Okay. He wanted like he's like he wanted. Yeah, to, you can see that too. He wanted with, to, he wanted to make a live action cartoon. Yeah, and he did. Oh, absolutely. And that movie's great. It's so silly and meta. When I was a kid, I remember being like, "This is." Dumb, but I like it. As I've gotten older, I've been like, this movie's kind of fucking brilliant. Well, <laughs> like, especially when you go from the first one. Yeah. Where it is truly a Christmas movie. It's, oh, that's a good Christmas one. It is. They're not fish, though. No. Not fish, though. But if you get them wet, bad things happen. Unlike fish. Um, But like that, yeah. Well, that one's a little more straightforward of a, of a, a you know. A Almost cr- a horror Like movie. a monster movie. But yeah. it's still very silly. The the gremlins are. They, they do have a lot of fun with They the, flash in the bar. It's like, it's still very silly. Um, but the second one is just like cranked up. It's very dumb. Um, have you ever seen the Key and Peel sketch about the pitch of Gremlins Two? No. It's so good, and I kind of want to play it for you right now. I'm gonna. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put a little bit of spice into the mixture here. What if we did this? Everybody here gets to design their own gremlin. So you mean like, what if there was like a brainy gremlin? <laughs> a brainy gremlin. You talking about a gremlin with glasses who could talk and sing New York, New York? That's brilliant. It's in the movie done. Whoa, whoa, you, you said that nothing was final. That was before I heard the words brainy and gremlin in the same sentence together. It's done. I love it. It's in the movie next. Could there be a female gremlin? Lipstick boobies, bitch, you have me and little gremlin but JJ. I love it so much that it's not only in the movie, but it's definitely in the movie. There's no backseats on that one, no penny taxis. Yes, 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 in the movie, done! That's why we need a woman in the writer's room. Next. Fucking great. That's that's my favorite sketch of theirs. But, but yeah, I, lo- I just love that pitch of <laughs> saying all those different gremlins. Because it all sounds so outlandish. Yeah. But, uh, it's but very real. you know what they didn't pitch? 
Piranha Gremlin. Because that's the movie we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, yeah. I forgot what got... Oh, we were talking about Joe Dante. Yeah. Joe Dante, we talked about Gremlins. And then the second one was James Cameron, and that, you know, he's became... The James Cameron. The James Cameron, who is now, I think, going insane in Avatar, which, as I mentioned earlier, I think in the end of Shocktoberfest, I think Avatar 2 might actually be the thing humanity needs, which is a weird... And I'm standing, I'm standing by that take. I think he prophesized that, right? I think he might have. I wouldn't put it past him. What if he made coronavirus? Just to he, he knew we would need to, to unite to break over the world. To bring we us would back need again. to unite over something afterwards. Because because the first one he had to develop all that 3D technology. This one not so much. He had to develop other technology, viral technology, huh? Hashtag James Cameron done did it. <laughs> Anyway, um, fuck. <laughs> this is such a long, bad episode, but it's also weirdly becoming my favorite. Piranha 3D! All right. So this movie fucking starts, and... With Hooper. It's him, right? It's it's not Hooper. Okay. But it's close. I know. So he does have a different name. It's Richard Dreyfus. He's dressed exactly like Matt. That's the thing. Even this movie, which is not a shark movie, it's still living in the shadow of Jaws. We... You can't escape it. In 2010, it's still just like, oh, we got to do something Jaws-like. And it's if, like, no, you don't. You like, don't have if there's to. there's fucking water involved. Yeah. They're like, well. You don't have to. Because there's a whole other franchise attached to this. But it's like, no one remembers Piranha, so I guess we'll attach it to Jaws. It's literally Richard Dreyfuss in a fishing boat. And he's wearing the Matt Hooper. He's got the 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 jean jacket kind of or the, the denim kind of button up. The stocking hat. He's singing, uh, show me the way to go home. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. He's singing that song, which is what they all three of them sing in the orca. Um, And he's named Matt Boyd, not Mad Hooper, but they they cover later. It's Matt Boyd. Um, But he's he's fishing. And then (laughs) I love this, too, because as he's fishing, he knocks... As he starts catching a fish, he knocks his beer bottle out of the water and it drifts down to the bottom and touches the ground. And then that seems to be like the last thing. The last straw. That then makes the ground split open. So I love this movie is started by a beer bottle. But the there's a rift, like an earthquake, and then there's a, a the earth breaks open. And, and it, then these prehistoric piranhas Yeah, they say there's swim an out. underground lake. There's an underground lake, they say later. What I love, the first shot of the movie says uh, there's a sign on, that's fenced off, and there's a sign that says uh, Mesolithic dig site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, just so you know, this is a prehistoric it's, area. We had the specific time. Because like, a, a sign might say like dig site or just off limits. It wouldn't say, no, this is Mesolithic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> specifically what time period we think we've uncovered uh, fossils from here. Yeah, and I have here written in my notes, did the beer bottle cause everything? <laughs> is what I wrote. But uh, And so he falls into the water. The The thing that's annoying about this movie, I remember this the first time I watched it too, is the uh, the first bit of CGI looks like shit. Yeah, right, right away it's when he's terrible. When he's in the water and the boat's turning, and part of me is like, was that meant to be on purpose to look more schlocky and terrible? 
Because the rest of the movie doesn't look that bad, but that opening sequence looks like shit. I don't know what it is. Maybe they threw it in late because they wanted maybe, to maybe, spice, yeah. spice it up a maybe little bit. Maybe it was a, a late in production idea of who to kill off or something like that. Yeah. Because then once he falls in the water, too, that just kind of looks sloppy when the fish swarm up. But when then the very last thing is when his hand comes out. I did like that. It's a really great practical like tech hand, too, because yeah. it's all bone eaten up and stuff like that. And it's very clearly animatronic, but it looks really great and yeah, creepy I did, looking. I like the look of that yeah. as it as it sinks back down um but so basically earth done opened up piranhas done came out um and then uh we are oh this is a, a note it has nothing to do with the movie but i just noticed uh editor it just said baxter one name one name just baxter some some baxter was he a failed 80s musician who transitioned to editor i don't know or it's the dog from anchorman not pleased about that joke um, and then we get introduced to so this town. I know because I noticed it was called Lake Victoria. And then later there's a boat that says Lake Victoria, Arizona. And I was curious if that was a real place. It is not. The most. Isn't it Lake Havasu? It's kind of what it's supposed to be. Um, Lake Havasu. No, that's Nevada. Uh, Lake Powell. Powell. Lake okay. Powell, which is a man made reservoir. But that's like the biggest lake in Arizona because I know I, when I googled Lake Victoria, the first one takes place in Africa, and I'm like, this movie does not take place in Africa. This movie way too white. And everyone's like, this podunk town. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I don't think that's because I, I was trying to figure out what state it was supposed to be in. I couldn't tell. But then later, the boat on the back says Lake Victoria, Arizona. Okay, so it's, so. So it's a fictional Arizona town, but it's a big um, spring break town. They've they have this massive lake. Because well, at one point, Elizabeth you, Shue is just like, she's like, well, that location is 20 minutes out. I'm like, this is a big fucking, like, it's like Lake Michigan-sized lake then. I know. And um, all those fucking kids all part. I'm I'm so old now that I couldn't <laughs> handle it. You couldn't handle the spring break scene? No. I was like, ugh. I, I wrote down here, I called it a Chlamydia Fest 10. Yeah. Uh, is what I called it. Because it was just everything that you find uh, just disgusting about spring break is happening. And then uh, it introduces the main characters, Elizabeth Shue. She's the town cop. Her son is Jake, and he has a love story with someone. I want to say her name's Kelly, probably. They're just a couple of sand rats. Uh, I yeah, they keep, everyone calls them sand rat. I just wrote uh, forgettable teens is yeah, what I is what I wrote because there's she has like a boyfriend who's which, not her boyfriend, but it's the jock. I made a note on him. Yeah, he's not, he's not a jock. His name is Todd, and he's yeah. a DJ. Oh, even worse. Um, <laughs> Well, and I noticed too. So he, because he's like, he's the. You'd think he's gonna play a bigger part, and he absolutely does not. No, no, she she goes with him, right, right away, yeah. and then his asshole friend throws a drink at her supposed friend, and she's cool Jake, with that. Yeah, yeah, and she's fine with that. And then later, he like she just gets on the boat to go with Jake and the other characters. We'll introduce in a second, and then like we don't see them for a while until the mayhem happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also noticed too that for some reason his crony hates Jake way more than he does. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all up in his business. Like the secondary bully is just like, "Do you see the fuck who's up there? Who's that? Is is Jake?" And the, other, and the bu- main bully is just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah, cuz when they're in the car in the beginning, he's the one who flips him off before yeah. he throws a drink at him. And like we don't know this character at all. We don't he doesn't he's not even named. We know nothing about him, but for some reason this guy really hates Jake. The secondary bully has a real problem with Jake, the main forgettable teen. But it's spring break, everyone's out there butts butts and butts and music and water um jerry o'connell is there um that's right the fat kid from stand by me <laughs> he's in it but and he's playing his he's jared something but he's, he's no the, no no yeah his name is derek it's derek and i have a theory on this okay because his name is also derek and scream 2 
is it the same guy? Interesting. Is he traumatized from almost being murdered, and he pivots into a pervert? Are you sure it's Derek? I really thought it was Jared. No, no. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Well, because he's very clearly based on the the Girls Gone Wild guy, obviously. Because also the he's shooting videos there called Wild Wild Girls. Totally not the same thing. Like, don't even worry about it. It's not even close. No, not even close. It's, it's a different thing entirely. It and actually just, is a little different. A little bit. A little bit. And I wrote here, too, that because uh, Jake is there. to He goes down to the beach to pick up. He's like, I'm here to pick up my sister for her music lessons. Why is she just hanging out at the beach during spring break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the drunk. Because there's no fucking reason for her to be there. But he's like, I got to take her to her trombone. And she's just sitting there with her trombone. I'm like, did she get lost? Why is she there? And then we... and. Uh, his sister's talking to one of the wild, wild girl models, and they're just talking about, your boobs are big. And I'm like, this is a weird conversation for a little girl to be having. Um, and then Jerry O'Connell shows up and shouts something about, like, I need her her tits sun-kissed and whatever. I'm just, and I, I wrote down here, Jerry O'Connell shouting about titties in front of a child. That's a that's a strange day of work right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then, so, so we meet him, and his whole thing, he's there shooting A Girl's Gone Wild, thing and then uh jake he is a local so jerry o'connell's just like hey my other guy dropped out i need someone to show me the lake the places yeah, want, to go they want some spots to shoot i guess, I guess you really got to have good locations even though they're not doing they're doing like close-up shots of like belly shots and underwater makeout sessions right like there's you, you don't need to go anywhere no there's no no real scenery and in any as, of his shots and as later when they're and as later, that's not a sentence, but later in the movie... And as later as we've noticed. <laughs> and as later as I saw, when there's seen. other... <laughs> and as later as I've seen, when they did stuff at the beach, there are clearly other people there doing like wet t-shirt contests and filming other things. It seems like this town is mainly just overrun by a bunch of titty video companies. Yeah, <laughs> It's a bunch of softcore DVD companies just swarm Lake Victoria. So he didn't have to go anywhere. They're having it's wet- kind of their it's their festival. It's, it's like their it's like their um It's their Romspringa. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lake Victoria Romspringa. But it's it's like because later there's there's this wet t-shirt concert uh, co- uh concert. Wet t-shirt concert. concert. Yeah. You know they get up there with their violas. <laughs> wet t-shirt. Just just <laughs> Just a sopping wet orchestra. <laughs> no, <but> there's, <laughs> there's. <laughs> I picture your produ- the percussion. Just banging them on the. Ch- <laughs> These boobs are so wet you can hear them. It's a wet t-shirt concert. No, the the wet t-shirt contest is happening right on the main beach. There's right. even a stage. There's a stage, a floating stage. It's like, why do you have to go somewhere else just to film some boobs? They're happening You're gonna get right there. Way more boobs. You should just stay there and get a bunch of footage of everyone with their boobies. Like I, I it's, I don't understand what it's, meant, what it's meant to serve to be like. Let's go elsewhere. Because also, too, the landscape isn't that pretty. It's weird desert landscape around. The lake. It's a lot of shitty looking rocks. Kinda, yeah. Even that little island that we'll get to later. That they're, yeah. It, uh, okay. But um, so we meet those people, and so Jerry O'Connell is like, "I'm gonna hire you to show me around these secluded spots for me to film boobies, even though there's boobies everywhere." And but but Jake is supposed to be watching his his 
his two kid siblings, sister yep. and his two siblings and the, and the brother who's introduced later. He's supposed to watch them the next day, but decides he's going to sneak out and host the yeah. so he cuts, the girls gone cuts, wild. Cuts a sweet deal with them for sixty bucks. Yep, to watch themselves. Yeah, he gives he gives the kids sixty bucks and he's like, "Don't leave the house, don't do anything." But as my note has here, it says, "Oh, you menacing kids." <laughs> Oh boy, scamps! Scamps is scamps what they are. Is a good one. That's what they are. Uh, my next note just says, "Hell yeah, Ving Rhames," because I forgot he was in this. Oh yeah, I totally forgot he was in. The- Ving Rhames shows up as like the deputy or whatever, and he's he's such a, a welcome sight. I love me some Ving Rhames. He's I do. I love Ving Rhames, dude. He's, he's great. great in Dawn of the Dead. He's great in Dawn of the Dead. He's great in Con Air. Oh. He's great in everything. Yes, he, he's he did that. He's a real character. He won a Golden Globe for a movie in the '90s where he was a drag queen, and I don't remember what it's called, but I remember seeing parts of it, and he's wonderful in it. He's so he's well, he's really good in um, and it's just because he's so buff is, and huge, and then he's playing movie, this like delightful drag queen, but. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. His character in that, he, he's funny in that. That movie's yeah. bad. No, it is bad. But he is delightful. He's in it. he is great, and he seems like just an affable, fun guy. Yeah, I would really like. He's funny. A, he has this real tough guy persona. Yeah, because he's so big and, and yeah. just buff. But he seems to be kind of he's willing to be playful and silly. Oh yeah, because anytime he's in a comedy, he's fine just digging in and being 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 a big old silly boy. Um, but I would, I would love to. I, I've never really seen any of the new Mission Impossible movies, but he's part of that franchise too. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of Ving Rhames. Yes. So I, he yes. was once it once I heard his and his voice is so fucking distinct. He's a welcome entrance to the absolutely. Movie. Once I heard him say something, I was I, I literally oh, went, you know I was like oh yeah Ving Rhames is in this movie. <laughs> I love Ving Rhames. I got I got genuinely excited. Um, but he's there and then um they go like at the night at at night. Uh, we find out that Elizabeth Shue, the cops, we meet her at one point, and she arrest some kid or whatever. We, right, he hit a parking meter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, and then at night, we realize that, oh, this is Jake's mom. And so we find out that's the dynamic. He's the cop's kid. Um, and she's like, hey, I need you to watch the kids tomorrow or whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure, 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 I'll do it. Um, and then uh, she gets a call in the middle of the night because Matt Boyd is missing. Yes. And so her and Ving Rhames go out and look, and they go out on a dock, and then as they're reaching for his boat, try to pull closer, the, bo- the, the dock uh, breaks and collapses, and she falls in the water. And this was actually a really great moment because she comes back up, and she's like, oh, my God. And then immediately Matt Boyd's body pops, pops up, up behind her. Really great uh a prosthetic too of a skeleton like face. No, the effects, the practical effects are really good. Well, in this the movie. the practical makeup effects are done by Greg Nicotero. Yes, who, Walking Dead. He does Walking Dead. He's he's been around. Oh, he's been around. For, been around for a long time. But his biggest one was right it, now is he, Walking Dead. He directs a lot of the Walking. He was Dead. under Tom Savini though. He he got to start under Tom Savini. Yes. But but Greg Nicotero too. His first big um his company uh, that he was a part of in the beginning was doing um. Uh, Evil Dead Two. Okay, was their first like big awesome. breakout one. So yeah, he's, he's done really great shit for a while. No, his practical effects are because there's incredible. Yeah, because there's a great. I found it. It was just on YouTube. There's a great documentary about the making of Evil Dead Two and how they all like they all just go camp there. And so him, the company he worked for, they all went and. Was it South Carolina where they shot? It that? was South Carolina. I th- okay, I, I think you're right. I think so. Um, but where they shot the the second? Yeah, because the first one was in Michigan. The right. second one they shot in South Carolina because it was cheaper. Yep. Um, and but they basically like the whole makeup team and prosthetics team. They lived in a house That's so and f- took over a shop and lived down there. That's awesome. Um, it's a really great. I wish I could remember what it's called, but I just I just stumbled across it on YouTube. It's a really it was like a feature length just making of Evil Dead Two. And the whole makeup team is is interviewed, and Bruce Campbell is. I don't. 
and I think everybody, I think everybody but Sam Raimi is interviewed in it. Yeah. Because I think at that time when it was made, he was in Spider-Man Town. He's a little, yeah. He was kind of busy. Big, big time. Big, big time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why we did that voice. But um, that was an awkward accent we both did. Um, you played along. I, I did. You just said, I think what it, it stuck in my head was uh, from I Love You, Man, when Rashida yes. Jones goes, big time. Yep. And it just, it tickled my brain. Um, that's a weird movie we quote often. Me and my brothers always say, like, yeah, I'll snake an ice cold cruiser. Oh, I fucking love that Which term. isn't even from the movie. It's from the outtakes. outtakes. Yep. <laughs> I love you, man. Snake an ice cold cruiser. Yeah, I'll snake a Broman. I'll snake an ice cold cruiser. I love the outtakes in that. The Peterisms? Cla- Clavenisms. Clavenisms. Thank Clavenisms. you. Thank you. I'm glad you're on board because me and my brothers do Clavenisms to each other all the time. If you happen to own the DVD... <laughs> Do I love you, man. There's a special feature called Clavenisms. Do yourself a favor. And you will quote it for the rest of your life because forever, every time we offer a beer, I'm just like, do you snake a Broman? I'll snake an ice cold cruiser. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> this is our most all over the place episode and I love it. But so the body pops out and it's all chewed up and mangled. And they're just like, what the fuck should we do? And so I, the next note I have is closing the lake problems. Because then Elizabeth, she was like, we need to close on the lake. And Vingram's like, we hey. can't. It's such a money weekend for our wait, town. Wait, 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 wait. What's that sound like? It sounds so familiar. <sighs> the Meg? No, no. I think it's... Uh, mm, Wodge. Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, so we no. immediately have Jaws problems. We got to close the Amity Beach. Well, we can. It's Fourth of July weekend. It, no. Sorry, <clears throat> spring break weekend. Yes. That's what it is. Um, but uh, so they got to close the lake, and then when the next day, then the uh, the the wild wild. I almost said girls gone wild, but the wild wild girls, wild wild girls boat. Uh, they're heading out and. Uh, so they leave, and then they had to call in a the sorry the cops then had to call in a seismologist team. That's where Adam Scott comes in, and a couple other jobbers doesn't matter. Uh, but they come in; they're the like seismology experts or whatever, and they're gonna go check because there was a since it's the ground split, there was right. like kind of an earthquake. Cause they're like, we need to check what happened. Um, and then he's like, here's the location on the map. And Elizabeth Shue says, well, that's 20 minutes out. And that's when I wrote, how fucking big is this lake? Yeah. Because <laughs> you just, you always see the other shore on the other side. Right. So it's like, it's not even a lake. It's almost like a river. But somehow there's, it's 20 minutes. Because there's always twists and turns around stuff. I'm like, well, this isn't a lake anymore. Like, yeah, it's 20 minutes out. If it's like Lake Michigan, yeah, that's a massive fucking lake. You can't see the other side because the other side from Chicago is Michigan. You can't see yeah. <laughs> the other end of it. No, I think and the, it, it's a long boat trip. If you take one of the ferries across, it's like an eight-hour boat ride. I think this is where the writers took some liberties, and they're just like, "Let's make it twenty minutes." Sure, right. you're away from the main beach, and also how we have to have Sandrat be their guide. You know, yeah, because it's for the story. Which again, I think then at that point, it's a river and not a lake. Yeah, right. So that's why everyone here is confused. Because if it's a big old lake, yeah, it's a, it, you can, it's you, you can. Suss out where you're going. Lakes are usually just one big plot of water, not right. a twisty, turny, narrow piece of water, because that's what a river is. Um, but so, so that's now these are the pieces in motion, and this is like this is after this is the end of Act One, kind of we're getting into Act Two. This is like you know thirty minutes into the movie, and the movie ticks along just fine. 
you know, it's fine. You don't really care about anybody yet. No, I'm not too bored though. I mean, it moves. It moves yeah, just yeah. fine. It it does. It hits all the points you're expecting a movie to hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're interested people. Here's their we're setting stuff, up characters. You know, we're showing the first kill. Um, yeah, and even because even once it gets in like the next day, we see someone get killed in the water. Just a quick like what I like about this movie too is they're just like we'll just give you a kill every now and then just to yeah. keep you happy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Because it literally like comes in the next morning. There's someone swimming, and then they just suddenly get and you see like blood come out. I'm like, okay, just people are getting eaten. Here, let us satisfy your bloodlust. Yeah, here we go. Here we go, you monsters, <laughs> you fucking animals. Here's here's your blood. Hi, this is Logan and Dustin from the future. Say say hi, future Dustin. Hello, future Dustin. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Did uh, we're cutting in because uh, we recorded an absurdly long episode about Piranha 3D. Shit got out of hand. Shit got out of hand. We went on a lot of tangents, but we had a lot of fun. Uh, so this is we're actually cutting it in half. So this is the end of part one of our discussion on Piranha 3D. If you can fucking believe that, I'm still in disbelief, and I was here the whole time. I know. I know. <laughs> Same. So this will be the end of part one. So please listen to part two for our full discussion on Piranha 3D. We'll finish our, our talk on the movie and you'll hear some Piranha facts. Um, and if you if you listen to both, I just want to let you know I love you more than the children I haven't had yet. It's a bold statement. Well, I think it's going to be true. <laughs> I'm keeping this. <laughs> <laughs>